0: Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles for becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim,
1: Paul, question for you: Have you ever been afraid?
0: For sure. I think most, if not all of us, are afraid at different times for different reasons. I've heard the number one fear worldwide is the fear of dying, and number two fear is having to speak in public. A comedian once said the hardest place to speak in public is at a funeral because people who are afraid to speak in public would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy.
1: I agree. My first speech in public was in a school classroom I was about 13 years old, I had never spoken in public before, and I was to give a five-minute speech on the history of the newspaper. I had written out my speech. I had practiced at home with my parents and sister. I had stood at a distance and practiced projecting my voice. Then, on that fateful day, I walked to the front of the class. I turned around. I looked at their faces and began to cry. I was totally embarrassed. I looked out the window at a tree for five minutes and told the tree how a newspaper was created. The tree was not impressed. Neither was my teacher. I told my parents I would never speak in public again in my life. My mother wisely said, We will pray and ask God to help you speak in public without fear. And guess what happened? In my last year in high school, I spoke to the entire school assembly as a finalist in a public speaking contest. My parents' prayers were answered. With God's help, I overcame my fear of speaking in public. All fear is based on perception. Thus, fear, F-E-A-R, has been defined in the English language as an acronym for false evidence appearing
0: Real. You sound like Jeremiah when he told God that he could not speak because he was afraid of their faces, and God said, Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. It is a natural emotion for people to be afraid. The only fear that the Bible condones is the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs, for example, the writer makes 14 references to the fear of the Lord, beginning with chapter 1, verse 7 which tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear the Lord means to believe in him single-mindedly with all your heart, mind, and soul. Fear is one of the Old Testament words
1: for trust and belief. I'm not a psychologist, but fears seem to be strongly related to dying. Let's say a person has a fear of dogs. Perhaps they were bit by a dog as a child. They grew up with this fear, and one wonders why are they afraid of getting bit? Maybe they will get rabies or tetanus. Then what? Why afraid of rabies? Well, maybe they will die. So there you have it. The root cause of fear is a fear of death. Once we overcome our fear of dying, we are ready to begin
0: living. One American comedian said, I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want
1: to be there when it happens. The book of Hebrews says, Since the children have flesh and blood, He, too, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. So our greatest fear seems to be the fear of death.
0: And when you and I teach the Theology of Persecution and Discipleship course, we refer to Revelation twelve eleven that says, And they have defeated him, referring to the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die.
1: Not afraid to die is a powerful statement. Fear is normal, natural, and real for virtually everyone. In some versions of the Bible, the phrase, do not fear, is found 365 times, one verse for every day. It's like the apostle Paul said to Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God spoke to the prophet Isaiah and said, You are my servant. I have chosen you, and I have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We each tend to fear the unknown, like changes in leadership, a health diagnosis that may not sound good, job security issues, an economic collapse, earthquakes, hurricanes. Looking after aging parents, some even fear making a commitment to marriage, and many fear the rise of Islam and totalitarian governments. But as Christian men, when filled with God's Holy Spirit, we can have no fear and no intimidation. Before we
0: go further talking about fear, Jim, let me remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from go Teach Global. At the end of the program, we'll share how and where you can ask your pressing questions to Dr. Jim.
1: Let's consider the 12 disciples Jesus chose to reach the world of his day with the good news of the gospel. According to the United Nations research, around 225 million people lived on the planet in the year 33 AD, these 12 disciples were commissioned to tell 225 million people that Jesus died for their sins and rose from the dead to forgive them. Let's say the world's population today is around 7.5 billion people. That would be like Jesus commissioning 400 disciples to reach the entire world. Wow. Wow. You ask, just 400 disciples? Yes, but each would have to meet four criteria. First, they must believe Jesus Christ was, in fact, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Second, they must believe Jesus has risen from the dead. And third, they must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, and one more factor. They must be willing to die.
0: We could say that is good news and bad news. The good news is that as followers of Jesus Christ, we are going to heaven. The bad news is we have to die first to get there. The Chinese have an interesting lesson in the two characters chosen for their word crisis. One character is danger, and the other is opportunity. The inference is that in every crisis experience, both elements are present. So a crisis is a dangerous situation presenting an opportunity. When you focus on just the danger, you become paralyzed by fear. Focusing on the opportunity, however, enables you to fly with wings of faith. It is we
1: ourselves who choose on which of the two we will focus. When ISIS fighters invaded Christian communities in Iraq and Syria, they gave Christians four choices and 48 hours to decide. Option one, convert immediately to Islam and stay alive. Option two, pay an exorbitant tax called Jiza and stay alive until you run out of money. Option three, leave your homes immediately, take nothing, just start walking. And option four, die. Current options for dying are beheading, hanging, burning alive, or being thrown off tall buildings. Those four options would definitely introduce fear and intimidation. But we must remember that as Christians, we have only one enemy, Satan. Our enemy is not ISIS or Islam or any government or group. Our enemy uses many sources, such as rulers, religious leaders, relatives, rich people, Radicals to pursue us as followers of Jesus Christ, to intimidate us into silence and paralyze us with fear. Overcoming fear starts in our mind with our trust in God and our knowledge of Scripture. Isaiah 41 says in verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There are numerous stories in the Bible of Jesus healing blind men. Sometimes Jesus spoke and the man was healed. Sometimes he put spit on the blind man's eyes. Sometimes Jesus spit on the ground, made mud, and placed the mud on the man's eyes. And other times he just healed the man with no words and no spit. The reality is they were healed. It's like salvation. Some people get saved as a child, some in a Christian family, some come from another religious background, some from a life of evil. End result? We are each saved. And each of us has been given the Holy Spirit to fill us and remove fear. Scripture says, greater is he, the Holy Spirit, who is within, than he, the adversary, who is within without
0: that helps us understand how christians can live and serve jesus christ with no fear and no intimidation even when there is persecution remember the comment one brother made in our class in central asia remove the fear of dying and you become fearless as an evangelist the fear of death is the root of all fear everybody wants to go to heaven but nobody wants to die
1: Hebrews twelve one and 2 says, We run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So being conformed to the image of Christ means we focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And with his Holy Spirit within We live with joy and endurance. How? Because there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment. The one who fears is not perfected in love. Let's make our personal goal to go to our grave, serving our Lord Jesus Christ, living life graciously and boldly without fear. There you have it, men. Be bold and
0: go with God. He has not given us a spirit of fear. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at goteachglobal.com. There you'll find background information about dr jim and the second page gives you an opportunity to listen to any or all of the many listeners supported men alive recorded programs and there you can also make a tax-deductible donation this will help dr jim and me to respond to the many requests we receive to teach our seminars in low-income areas of the world where opportunities to learn are sometimes limited Until next time, I'm Paul Esterbrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.